past few years, we've heard the term free agents and been told we would all need to become one in order to succeed. The recent economic structures have helped to promote this concept as reality. Where do we get the tools to take control of our career path in the present and future? Welcome to The Career Confidant with your host, Marie Zimanoff. Marie and her guest experts are here to provide you with the tools you need to move forward and achieve your career goals. Now, here is Marie Zimanoff. Hello and welcome to The Career Confidant. We're happy to have you here today as we are about to move into December. It's that time of year where everyone starts making their projections around what's coming up in 2018. So today we're going to go through the top 10 trends coming in 2018 in the career and personal branding space. So people, what are you looking forward to in 2018? What what might be changing as you look to make a career transition, look to advance your career, or take control of your personal brand. We're going to be looking at what are the trends, what's coming up in 2018 in those arenas. So these predictions for 2018 always, you know, they're kind of funny. Maybe they're a little outlandish or maybe they're not that far of a stretch. Um, When I do an event every year, where career industry professionals get together and kind of brainstorm what's coming up next, what are those trends, and what strategies are we using to help clients be ahead of the trend, be successful during during these transitions. It was interesting last year in, in 2017, 2016, at about the same time of year, early December, the this group of career professionals foreshadowed that LinkedIn would be rolling out their own video system, which then, of course, happened. doesn't happen very often, so have to take those wins when we get them that, that we might actually be on top of a, a trend before it really happens. Not that that was an outlandish thing to expect LinkedIn to do, but fun that we were able to think of it beforehand and start planning ahead of time. And that's our hope for you today is that as we talk about these trends, you can think about how that might impact you, what does that mean for your career, and how could you take some steps to be proactive, be ahead of the trend instead of behind it, which is, of course, where we want you to be. So early this year, I started talking to a recruiter about this hyper-personalization of recruiting. And that's our first trend. Now you might say, well, but Marie, there's more and more technology being used in the recruiting space. How can that be hyper-personalization? So here's what's going on. One, we always have the trend and the anti-trend. So yes, there's a trend towards using more technology in the recruiting, sourcing, and hiring processes. There's also an anti-trend of companies trying to get away from that, trying to make more relationships, engage with people in communities, engage with people, maybe even face-to-face when possible. Now, what I'm starting to see is that even the technologies people are talking about 
the technologies that they're using in the recruiting process, in the sourcing process, are actually hyper-personalized in their own way. So the types of technologies that we see coming online for recruiting include systems that go out and look for personality characteristics of people on social media. They look for people who are engaged in certain ways on social media. They are actually looking for certain personality profiles while they're sourcing. They're using technology to do it. Now you might argue, can a technology measure my personality? The creators of course would say yes but they aren't just using technology to go out and find people who've worked in a certain area. They're actually looking at personality and trying to connect personally once that technology has found a candidate. The other technology we're seeing coming online and being used more and more is technology that makes it possible for recruiters to do blind hiring or blind screening. I'd say, well, that's kind of the opposite of hyper-personalization. But what they're trying to do is look at you as a, a person without the discriminatory flags. So they're trying to create job descriptions that don't have those languages pushing people one way or the other or appealing more to males than females or appealing more to people who might be of a dominant culture instead of a minority culture. They're taking away some of the, some of the ways that they see you, but why they're doing that and what they're trying to do is see the parts of you that matter instead of the parts of you that might in some way elicit a, an implicit or unconscious bias from a hiring manager. So all of these technologies that we're seeing are being used to create a more personalized process, even though they may not seem like it. Interviewing is, is another one. They're doing more video interviews, maybe asynchronous, where you record your video, that's more personal than them not getting to interview as many people. When they do it that way, they can see video interviews of, of so many more people than they would get to see if they just did phone interviews or just did live video interviews. They're using technology as a way to to really be more personal, to connect with more people, even though it may be hard on the candidate side to see it that way sometimes. So this hyper-personalization of recruiting is going to continue and technology is going to be engaged in that process. It may not always look like hyper-personalization. And if we can see the goal of why they're in incorporating that technology from what I can tell that's exactly what we're seeing even though it's aided by that technology. In the career advancement and leadership space we've seen a huge explosion of emotional intelligence over the last year, year and a half, conversational intelligence, 
all leadership coaches are talking about people need to have this ability to interact with others, communicate well, handle emotions, handle the emotions of others, handle the emotions of themselves, right? Those basic pieces of emotional intelligence. We're seeing a shift right now based on some of the recruiting conversation we just had. This isn't surprising. Seeing a a switch, a, a, a move in more depth there in that emotional intelligence conversation to really how are people able to be sensitive to diversity, know their own biases, not communicate from a place of ignorance of those biases, not perpetuate discrimination, promote civility within the workplace. Susan Critton um, is one of my colleagues a master brand strategist who's talking about this civility in the workplace and leaders career advancement is really going to start hinging on their ability, not just the basics of the emotional intelligence, but also some of these really critical issues that are pushing society right now, not just in the U S but everywhere, as far as I read, How can a leader or how are you as a a leader, even if you don't have a formal leadership position, helping within your organization to smooth over those those edges, to bring people together, to not be a, a divisive leader, a divisive team member at work. People are are done with that, they're tired of it, and people who act in the opposite direction, I guess, are going to continue positive reinforcement for that. They're going to see positive outcomes because of it. Being aware of your unconscious bias, being aware of how you can be a, a leader that crosses chasms, brings people together, breaks down silos, all of those cliches, that is going to be taking more and more center stage, as, especially as companies look at, you know, even remo- removing diversity groups, big moves that big companies are making. They're not removing those diversity groups because diversity is not important. They're mo- removing those diversity groups because they believe it starts at a more basal level of the organization and they want it to be more integrated, not groups. They're they're breaking down the diversity silos, right? So our leaders are going to start being seeing that as more of a requirement, perhaps more of a conversation and definitely a skill that if they're demonstrating, it's going to be easier to get ahead. So going a little bit deeper than emotional intelligence, how are you fostering diversity, fostering a a culture at a very granular, granular level of acceptance, inclusiveness? People are tired of the language. They want to see you walk that walk. Our third trend that, you know what, for 
perhaps a couple of years now, we've been talking a lot about content marketing. So small businesses and even in the personal branding space, we talk a lot about content marketing. What I'm seeing right now is a shift from content marketing to what I'm going to call engagement marketing. People are tired of the overload of information. They're tired of people just sharing articles, sharing, sharing, sharing information, content. And really what everyone's talking about now is engagement. If you want to build your brand, personal brand, business brand, it's really more about engaging on social media, engaging with your customers, having conversations and dialogue, asking questions than it is about putting out content. And what I'm seeing even right now, my colleagues and small business people who are switching from putting out content to engaging, writing questions that get answered, writing writing in posts that get engagement, putting together videos that encourage engagement, and even LinkedIn's newest feature, which allows you to say that you're looking for people with skills in these areas. It's all focused around engagement. I believe we're going to see that shift continue from content to really engagement with your, your audience, with your target audience. Those are our first three trends. We're going to take a short break here. We'll be back in just a few minutes with three more trends for 2018. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Each week, Larry Sternberg joins Dr. Kim Turnage to explore management issues from culture to discipline in Managing to Make a Difference. Join Talent Plus for 60 minutes of dynamic conversation, including real-life management examples helping you manage teams across the globe. This series airs on Voice America, the business channel, Thursdays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific. Managing to Make a Difference every Thursday afternoon with Larry Sternberg and Dr. Kim Turnage. You hear about it all the time. Compromises, destructive malware, major breaches. You can't turn on the news without hearing about the latest cyber event. Learn more about cybersecurity, how it has become one of the most significant threats to our national security, and the battle experts undergo every day on your behalf to protect you, your families, and your data. Task Force 7 Radio with host George Ritas is the voice of cybersecurity around the world. Tune in live every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific on The Voice America Business Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. 
are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant. And today we're talking about trends you're going to see in 2018 in the career management, career advancement, and leadership development, personal branding spaces. We've talked about the hyper-personalization of recruiting, how that is tech-enabled, and yet the focus there, the what recruiters are, are trying to do is connect better with people, find personalities that are a fit for, for their culture, get more quality through the door in in different ways. Although they may be using technology that makes it feel like that's not the case, that's where their, their heads are. And we're gonna see more of that technology enabled and non-technology enabled. In the career advancement space, we talked a little bit about emotional intelligence deepening and becoming the more pointed to diversity, inclusion, really walking the talk there being a leader or a team member who is able to bring people together, avoid the divisiveness that seems rampant in our world at the moment. In the content, in the marketing or branding space, really moving from content marketing to engagement marketing, or how good are you at getting other people to start a dialogue with you instead of just pushing out that content. So going back to the recruiting side of things and kind of company internal pieces, we're seeing more and more people talk about gamification and simulations. This is something that big companies have been doing for quite quite a while. I worked with a company two years ago that was helping large organizations Um, you know, Ernst & Young, Air Force, big people do more simulations for their onboarding, for their trainings. Um, Now you're starting to see gamification and simulations work their way into that recruiting space. I think smaller companies have grabbed a hold of the concept. More companies are using it. Again, some tech-enabled and some not, depending on, on their budgets. So in the training space, We'll be seeing more of that, more gamification, more simulations, and perhaps even some entry of that into the career space. I've got colleagues trying to figure out how to make the career decision-making process in, in more of a gamification or simu- simulation format. In the leadership space, we'll see more talk of mindfulness and positive psychology. So that, especially mindfulness, been taking hold in the last couple of years with the brain-based coaching and people talking a lot about productivity versus efficiency. You know, it's not about how busy you are, but are you doing the right things? Are, Are you able to slow down and really think about what you're doing? 
we'll see an increase in that and talking about how we use the power of optimism, the power of positivity for our own benefit. To me, this is somewhat a continuation of the strengths movement that's been going on for around 10 years. People are starting to take hold of the idea that it's really not better to focus on our weaknesses all the time. And just because we're focusing on strengths or focusing on the positive doesn't mean we're Pollyanna. It means that we're using the brain-based science that tells us when we think more positively, when we focus on the positive, when we have a, a growth mindset, we are more effective than when we are focused on our weaknesses and, and trying to compensate for those, which most research says doesn't go very well anyways. That mindfulness and positive psychology is continuing to dominate the, the leadership conversations, the how are you good at your job everyday conversations. There's more tools coming out every day for people to use, whether it's an app that takes your time and tells you when to take breaks or an app that meditates, helps you meditate during the day. Lots of technology coming in to help us be more mindful, um, to, to schedule our time better and be more effective in what we do. That mindfulness and positive psychology area, it's going to continue to, to grow. I think we're start, starting to see companies look at work-life integration instead of work-life balance. How do people be effective at, at work and also maybe be at, at work less isn't, isn't a horrible thing. It will be interesting to see if that really takes hold. I think we like the idea, but sometimes it doesn't actually follow through. In the marketing or branding space, along with this shift to engagement instead of content, we're also seeing the rise of the story. People have been talking about storytelling for a while, the power of storytelling, the, the power of whether you're in a leadership role or not, even the power of that story internally, stories internally look different. Sometimes it's a story about what you want to do. Sometimes it's a story about how you got to where you are. Sometimes it's the story of integrating your story within the company story so the people who are following you can connect the dots. Stories help people do that. They help people connect the dots. And as we look at engagement and how do you really get people engaged, how do you get people to stay where they are in the workplace, what does that look like? And how do we really connect them to the work that they do, the meaning of the work that they do, all of that is, is done through the power of story. We're starting to see leaders talk a lot more about their stories, about the company story, about the story of their division, 
And of course, we know that if you're in that personal branding space, trying to build your brand for advancement, for more engagement with your customers and vendors where you're at, or for a job search, that the rise of the story there is really helping to close the gaps created by the multiple moves people are making and by the fact that titles are strange and getting stranger as companies decide they want to be cool. So if we don't have some of those traditional elements to fall back on, clear job titles, a clear career path, a a clear career ladder, if we are falling into this pattern that's more and more common in terms of how we work, a more patterned work instead of a path of work, then story is what helps connect those dots for us as individuals and being able to tell that story that people can follow our pattern, that they can see how it all fits together and they can see how it adds value for them a story can do that. It, it, it can connect all of those dots. So the, the rise of, of storytelling really coming on through the personal branding and content marketing, even in our LinkedIn profiles, you're seeing people move away from the summaries, especially that were really a copy and paste from a resume and stodgy and formal and lists of terms to telling more of that story, engaging, hopefully creating some dialogue and, and really being accessible and more memorable when we're telling those stories versus listing a bunch of facts. So, when I think about these trends and what's going on here, what's the what's the story behind this? If you look at some of the research that's been done, um, interesting, Jobvite, when they did their research early this year, and we talked about it in, in a podcast a few weeks ago, the Jobvite data specifically set out to look if there were two stories going on in America. Were there really these have and have nots? Were there blue and and red states, blue and red counties, blue and red towns? Were there people that were one way and people that were another? This black and white that we've created in our minds so many times. And of course, there wasn't there were a lot of different stories, a lot of different stories that people were experiencing. Some of it related to areas of the country, some of it related to race, some of it related to gender, but not all stories were the same and and there definitely was not a, a dichotomy in any of those stories. So when you think about moving forward for yourself in 2018, the same is going to be true for you and your work, that it's going to be this, your independent story, 
what do you need to be ahead of the trends in 2018? What's going on in your industry? And what about these trends might add value for you? We're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll look at a few more of our trends and start connecting the dots for you in how you might take this information and move it forward. We'll be right back in just a few minutes. business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network you know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career you can have the foresight skills and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities a strategic advantage and career expert marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused get found and get hired Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Get a unique and playful insider's take on the biggest stories in tech, media, and entertainment. Join Lori H. Schwartz, well-known technology catalyst, comedian, and geek girl, as she and leading experts in the media and content business dive into the biggest stories in technology trends, consumer behaviors, and its impact on Hollywood. If you're looking to respond to the tech-fueled changes in the marketplace, then tune in to the Tech Cat Show Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business and syndicated to Voice America Women's Channel. Many industries have been revolutionized by technology in the last decade. Books, music, TV, communications, and now it's happening to our money and the way we pay. Tune in to Breaking Banks with Brett King for a look at how technology and customer behavior will bring about more changes in banking in the next 10 years than in the last 200 years. Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific on Voice America Business Channel or on AM 1160 The Voice. You'll never look at your bank account the same again. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at astrategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant. Today we're talking about trends for 2018 in the careers, career advancement, career management, and personal branding spaces. So on the recruiting side, we've talked about hyper-personalization and about gamification simulations, how those are being used more in recruiting and training. In the leadership side, talking about how emotional intelligence is morphing into civility, sensitivity, diversity, inclusiveness in your leadership style, in your working style, and the power of mindfulness and positive psychology, that shift from being busy to being mindful about what we're doing. 
in the branding marketing space, moving from that content marketing focus to an engagement marketing focus and moving from a list of facts about ourselves to that storytelling that can connect the dots and help us move from one place to another, one type of job to another, make those transitions. Now, the job fight report that I was talking about earlier, it was looking at some of these stories, perhaps, that we're telling ourselves about how we work, how we want to work, and what we're afraid of. The different pockets out there of us who are struggling with completely different stories. So we may hear on the news that artificial intelligence is going to take our jobs and we're trying to figure out if that applies to us. We might hear that offshoring is going to take our jobs. Does that apply to us? We might hear that manufacturing is coming back and it's going to save us. So that would be my next trend is that this fear-based muddle that we seem to be in will lose its teeth at some point. So this survey showed that not as many people were afraid of artificial taking artificial intelligence taking their jobs as we might think. Is that a good thing? Is that a bad thing? Well, it depends on where you're at, what type of work you're in, and if it matters in the type of work you're in. Mostly, it's that there's another flip side to that story, which is what jobs are coming that artificial intelligence will bring, and how might you plug in there? Again, not thinking of this as a Pollyanna or not recognizing the negatives, but trying to figure out what do you want to do with that? What strategies matter then? And instead of getting caught up in that negative, which we really can't do anything about if we don't, if we just get stuck there, and moving towards that positive of what do you want to do about this? That movement to that place of empowerment might become incredibly important if the economy does falter. I'm not an economist, so I'm not going to predict that the economy is going to falter, right? We know we are in a cycle. We know that things cycle. When will things cycle again and how bad? Who knows? But I can tell you that if we are focused on the negative now and the economy starts to shift to more of a negative, if we aren't poised and ready to think about what we can do about that, we're going to be in trouble a collective we, anyone who owns their own business, anyone who's working independently, anyone who's working at a job, all of us have to learn to flip that focus, to look at the negative fear-based marketing that's coming out and think about what does that really mean? What's on the other side of that? And what can I actually do to be empowered in this situation because usually there is a way we can be empowered in this situation. Sometimes it's not something that we think about. 
or it's not something we're ready for, it's not something we have the tools for, and now is the time to do those things before some kind of crisis hits. Because once the crisis hits, our resources to do anything about it may be even more limited than they are now. So moving from that kind of fear-based or, or taking things at face value to really digging in and understanding what's behind the numbers, what are people really saying. I guess you could say that eventually we've got to figure out how not to be victims to the fake news, not just in the political realm or in the economic realm, but when it comes to our careers and how we're going to develop, maintain, and advance those careers. Within the recruiting space, then, you're going to see more and more of this gig economy going on. It's projected that now 60% of the workforce will be gig, project-based, whatever you want to call it, 1099, not a full-time regular employee, 60% by 2020 now. So if you are expecting a company to offer you a full-time position, you may be shooting yourself in the foot. Embrace the change. It actually can be more lucrative if you learn the skills, learn the negotiating skills, learn the marketing skills, learn the, the ways to benefit from this transition. It's happening, especially in certain industries and if you're in one of those industries, you've probably already figured this out. If you're on one of the cusps of those industries, challenge yourself to not fight it, but to figure out how you can make it a benefit for yourself and not a, a negative. Because it's it's happening, it's there, that 1099 hiring is ever increasing. And some of that is, yes, people going to work for Uber and and choosing those kind of 1099 jobs. And part of it is regular company jobs that used to be full-time jobs, now moving more into that contract-based or project-based work, somewhat driven by the economic unknowns that we were talking about shortly before. With the rise of that gig economy, you're going to see personal branding, online branding, online brand reputation become even more critical. How can you tell your story? How do you put the pieces together to connect the dots for those prospective employers so that you can move from one gig to the next? That becomes more on you, becomes more on you to make that happen in this new gig economy space. Are you prepared for that? One of the biggest arguments I always hear from people when I start talking about online, especially online brand reputation management, what are you doing on LinkedIn? Maybe what are you doing on Twitter or Facebook? People always say, oh, you know, that's for entrepreneurs. I'm employed, I don't need to do that. Well, get ready for you to be one of these 
entrepreneurs. You don't have to think about it like that. I know that word doesn't apply to all of us. And for some of us, it's scary. What's on the flip side, what am I really talking about here, is that you might be moving from gig to gig, project to project, even if those are regular positions, not 1099, as we move more frequently, the same tactics that apply to an entrepreneur start to apply to us. The same network management, online reputation management, brand visibility, all of those same tactics start to apply more and more to each of us as the workplace becomes more project, contract, gig focused. How are you going to connect the dots of your story so that you can position yourself for your next gig? That's your thought for 2018. What does that look like? What are your stories? What is the way that you're going to build engagement within your community, your industry, your network, so that you can have what you need to make that move? when it happens. It's not a matter of if at this point, really it's a matter of when, not in a scary way, because hopefully it's not a company moving or closing or laying you off. Hopefully it's you finding that next gig, finding that next project, maybe even internal to your own company, doesn't have to be external, but in what way are you ready and positioning yourself for that next quote unquote gig. So we always want to say that someone else is part of that 60%, but not us. We might be missing out on opportunities with that approach. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to talk about our last two trends that really build on this idea of the gig economy and being portable with our brands, with our network, and with our skill set. How are we going to do that in, in 2018? How is that going to look different? We'll dive more into that when we come back in just a few minutes. The business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Higher education faces lots of changes. If you are a student, educator, or in the workforce, you'll want to tune into Big Beacon Radio, transforming higher education. Your host, Dave Goldberg, and his guests will explore the innovations that higher education adopts as it reinvents itself. The world of higher education is constantly changing. Stay on top and stay ahead of the rest. Big Beacon Radio, transforming higher education. Listen Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. 
When it comes to successful marketing, nothing speaks louder than your company name. A clear, concise, and compelling brand identity opens doors and invites further conversation. If you struggle to explain, educate, or clarify who you are and what you do, then you'll benefit from listening to Brilliant Branding with expert Phil Davis and co-host Liz Heemstra. Discover insider secrets from enlightened naming strategies to effective brand positioning. Tune in live every Thursday at noon Eastern Time 9 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at astrategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant. And today we're talking about 2018 trends in the career advancement management and personal branding spaces. Thinking about where we were just talking in the gig economy, and people don't like that word, the idea that you might be more project-based or a contract worker, not in a marriage with a company forever, or maybe even longer than two or three years, even if you are an employee. You're going to be moving more frequently and, and perhaps be on a contract basis instead of an, an employee basis. The two other trends that go along with that in the learning, development, career advancement space is this rise of micro-learning, credentialing, micro-credentialing. That's going to just explode. You have so many people creating classes, membership site-based classes like Linda and then LinkedIn bought it and now it's LinkedIn Learning. Coursera has moved to more of an income model, not really surprising. You can pay for credentials, pay for certificates. Some of those now link to LinkedIn where you can proclaim a certain certificate on LinkedIn through some of these sites. When it becomes more and more important for us to manage our, our own career direction, our own movement, it makes sense that then we need these packages, these symbols that say, hey, I have these skills and I can move these from one place to the next. I'm up on the trends, I'm up to date. A recent report by the Career Advisory Board showed that technology skills are the number one thing employers are struggling to find employees with good technology skills. These new credentials, micro certificates, micro classes, make it easier to show that you're up to date on the technologies when you're trying to make a move, trying to advance or even just working day to day and want to actually use the technology and work. It's exploding. It's going to explode even more. There are 
colleagues I have that are poised to launch even more classes in the leadership development space, in the career space, and of course, in the kind of hard skills, technology kind of areas, you're seeing those those grow by the dozen. One thing I find interesting in that realm, when you're talking to companies who require things like a, an MBA or they prefer an MBA, those credentials, those courses are not replacing that request. I'm not a big fan of run out and get an MBA because you have to know if it really matters to your audience. So do the research, ask the questions. And if the company is saying that they aren't going to move people into management without an MBA or whatever their their policy is, there's not enough of a movement yet that they're accepting a slew of Coursera courses in place of that MBA. Maybe some companies, but not the bigger, more traditional ones that my clients are working in. Last trend is the year of video. So when we look at the move from content to engagement marketing, when we look at the move from lists of facts and data to storytelling, it makes sense that video is becoming the preferred medium. You engage with the person, right? They're there, they're they're in person in front of the in front of the camera. Videos with PowerPoints are okay, but really it's that push towards a, a video of you talking. They are short, extremely short. We're talking a 30 seconds to a minute for the most engaging brand videos, 30 seconds to a minute. So it's not a lot of content on purpose. It's more about engaging with the audience, telling a story, creating some kind of content that people will find informative or entertaining. And every single medium, every single channel now has incorporated video. You have your Facebook Live, you have Periscope connected to Twitter. You have Google rumored to be rolling out some kind of video live type of video chat platform in partnership with their platforms, which I guess YouTube kind of already was, but there's rumors of something even new, newer on YouTube with that live video connection. And you have LinkedIn launching their video earlier this year, their video capabilities, and now expanding that beyond into the masses of LinkedIn users. Now more and more people have access to that video platform. More people are becoming comfortable on video. People are seeing the benefits of it, starting to put aside some of those fears around video more and more of my colleagues are are doing video, which is great. And it'll be the next step then for our job seekers, brand developers, people who want to build their visibility to figure out how to move into that video world. Obviously, it's not going to be marketing their business or marketing their company brand. 
but the more that they can move into video, be visible via video, engage with their network via video, the better off they will be. In the rise of the gig economy, in the rise of the virtual workforce, it, it just makes so much sense that video is exploding and people who use it are positioned so much better to, to move in their career, to achieve their career goals, because they're going to have that engagement. They're going to have those relationships that video brings in a way that text just can't. So those are our 2018 trends. You'll probably see them come out in a written format, perhaps a little bit varied. Thinking about in our careers, career job search, the continued move to hyper-personalization, the rise of gamification and simulation in that process, and the idea of the, the gig economy, people hiring more for projects than for long-term positions in the career advancement space that move towards inclusion and being aware of our unconscious bias, being able to foster true diversity and inclusion, the mindfulness, working on purpose, incorporating positivity, strengths-based conversations versus the, the negative. And in the branding space, the move away from so much content to more engagement, the, the rise of storytelling in those situations and the use of micro-learning or credentialing to move us forward in our careers show we have those skills that people are, are looking for. And lastly, this idea of we have a lot of... A lot of pressure in our media and on social channels to fact check our news, to fact check our facts. You're going to see that moving more into the careers space, less alarmist conversations around ideas like artificial intelligence and the rise and fall and short talent shortage and all of those alarmist words will start to see fall out of favor as as has fake news in many other arenas. We look forward to seeing you right back here again next week on The Career Confidant. If you have other ideas for trends for 2018 that you're seeing, love to hear them. You can always reach out to me at Marie, M-A-R-I-E, at Career Thought Leaders. And we'll see you right back here again next week on The Career Confidant. Thank you for listening to The Career Confidant. Marie Zimanoff will return again with another terrific guest next Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Be sure to join us then.